You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. It's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Hey guys, welcome back to Starcastic Remarks. Alongside Christian to my right, James to my left, my name is Ryan Chambers. We are the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. Thank you to our sponsors, Raycon and DraftKings Sportsbook, for being our sponsors of our episode, of our podcast, and all of THPN. Thank you to them, as always. Welcome to all of you who are listening later as well. Gentlemen, how are we doing on this fine Wednesday evening? Great. I'm lovely. How are you, James? I'm doing pretty good. Just had yeah. myself a Nutri-Grain bar. A Nutri-Grain bar. I just had myself some Walmart brand whales. Well, I hate you. <laughs> Throwback. Okay, so- so, Larry, I get this. So, I got on one side, I got my off-brand Lay's because they were, like, literally $3 cheaper than getting the actual Lay's. Those are off-brand Ruffles, but okay. Ruffles? What did I say? Oh, did I say Lay's? Dang it, Ruffles. I'm stupid. Okay, anyways. And then I've got my, you can't even tell that, but it's, like, jalapeno dip. It's, like, you get, like, these little salad dressing, like, packets, and you mix it together with sour cream and stuff like that. It's amazing. You dip the chips in it. It's fantastic. It's like the greatest snack food ever. But, James, I heard from a certain text group that something amazing happened a couple days ago. You actually beat Dad at disc golf. I did. I beat my father (laughs) at disc golf. I had an amazing day, and he had a really bad one. It's quite the feat. Was it mostly all of the pars that you got, or was it was he really just that bad? It, it was really muddy, and the last five holes we played in the dark. <laughs> and I parred every hole in the dark. <laughs> How did you do that? Carefully. Skill. I guess from now on, you just need to like go up to the tee box and just close your eyes. Close and my eyes, exactly. There and just see what happens. Exactly. Smart. <laughs> that sounds smart. Exactly. We're well, try it next time. Well, anyways, people are not here to listen to us rant about disc golf and chips and dips and Nutri-Grain bars. Um, They're actually here to hear us talk about the Dallas Stars, right? Nice. So, we got a couple of things to talk about. But first off, just a couple of NHL things that we need to get caught up on. And in some sort of way, it kind of affects the Dallas Stars. And we'll talk about that. Obviously, the title of the episode says it all. But... A couple of things that have been going on. I mean, it's trade speculation season right now. There's so many, you know, rumors out there about, oh, well, this player is connected to this team and yada, 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 yada. So I did want to ask about this, and I, I wonder about this. So Gavrikov of the Columbus Blue Jackets and uh, Chikrin of the Arizona Coyotes are both being held out of the lineup with a little more than like two weeks left before the trade deadline out of the lineup, and they're not playing because of trade reasons. You know, 10 years ago, you would never even see this. Like, it that just wasn't a thing back when I was in high school. It just didn't happen. Is that something that might worry you? Because, I mean, it could hurt his his value, but either one of those players, if they're not playing, and then all of a sudden they get traded and they're cold and haven't played in two weeks and i don't know is that just me because i would Mm. show a little bit of concern if i'm the gm of one of these teams that's trying to get one of these guys you know what hurts their value more is if they're injured so (laughs) it's definitely the safer play and also these are two teams that probably would like to lose a couple more games so (laughs) it's a win-win for them they don't really care um and i don't think other gms care that much either but it is it is pretty strange um even in baseball you don't really see guys being held out for two and a half weeks in front of the trade deadline. That's kind of substantial. Um, and I haven't seen it 
this far in hockey before either. And the fact that it's happened with two different franchises, two different and two different players, that's weird. But and like they the teams admitted it. It's not it's not yeah. like they're like hiding behind a curtain like the Wizard of Oz or something. They're like he is out of the lineup because he's going to be traded. <laughs> it's like just interesting. It, it's it's like the the insiders have been talking about it for months now, you know, Jeff Merrick, Elliot Friedman, you know, CJ, uh Chris Johnson. All, all of these guys have been talking about it for months, so it's kind of like whatever at this point. So the teams are just like, ah, screw it. I mean, it's not like <laughs> nobody knows what we're doing. So maybe that's why. But James, do you feel any particular way about this? Because I understand it from Chickren's point of view because he did get hurt right before the trade deadline last season, and that's why he didn't get traded last year. So I could understand that, and maybe that's the reason why they're going with Gavrikov too. Uh, James, what do you think? Uh, I don't really have a problem with it because, like Chris said, those teams they're they're trying to tank anyway, and if you're gonna tank, you might as well get something out of the rest of your team. <laughs> like if you're good players, if they have one year left on their contract, get get your picks out of them, get your prospects. I mean, if, and if they get hurt, then you're just stuck with them. They just ride out. They go to free agency. So I do want to talk about Chikrin for a second because it appeared almost a week ago now, I guess. I guess it was more like five days ago. That a trade to L.A. for Chikrin seemed to be like a done deal. According to several people, it sounded like that was a done deal. And apparently Brant Clark, who is one of the big prospects that Los Angeles has, he's kind of like a Logan Stink oven for, for them, but he's already in the NHL right now. Apparently he was a part of that deal. We haven't seen that deal come forward, though. So I, I wanted to talk about this for a second. Do you think GMs get upset when things like this get leaked to the public? You know, like, say Dallas had a trade with we'll just say it had for Patrick Kane, right? And Dallas is trying to get leverage in the trade. So they released some of the information about, Oh, well, not only are we getting Patrick Kane, but we're getting X player as well. Do you think it's logical for GMs to get upset about things like that? And then they just, some GMs may go, even go as far as to say, okay, well, screw you. I'm not going to trade with you. I mean, I'm sure that happens. There's probably like standard procedures for how, their little community operates. I mean, there's only 32 of them. So it's, it's not like there's a whole bunch of GMs. <laughs> it's not like there's a bunch of different ways to do it. There's one way to do it. So I'm sure there's a set way that you're supposed to do things. And if they break from that status quo, people will get rightfully upset, I think. Um, but for, for the Chikrin situation, that's just kind of a lot of speculation if that's the case of what happened. So that's kind of up in the air. I mean, also in hockey, people just say crap. So there, there are multiple NHL rumor trade rumor pages that are just hundred percent garbage. Clickbait. So, yeah. hundred percent clickbait. So, and, and that's why I don't really like talking about a lot of these trades unless it comes from like a credible source insider. Right. Exactly. Like a legit insider that everybody knows. I mean, like Frank Saravelli and is one I didn't mention, but all the guys I mentioned beforehand and, I mean, even David Pagnota to a certain extent, although some of the stuff he said has not come true, like Dallas being in on Patrick Kane, but we haven't seen that yet. And But we're starting to see that more now. And before I get ahead of myself on this, I want to talk about the Tarasenko trade because it does affect Patrick Kane in a way. So let's get into this real quick. Um, obviously, uh, Vladimir Tarasenko, he's been on the trade block, it seems like, for two and a half years, years now. Yeah. And... I think this just tells you the direction of the St. Louis Blues and where they're going right now. With the trade of Vladimir Tarasenko, he's not the same player that he was. And maybe he'll get back to that with the New York Rangers. He's playing on their top line now. But there were a bunch of rumors about Patrick Kane really being interested in the New York Rangers. Now, there's a chance he can still go there even though the Rangers made a trade with Tarasenko but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense now because it seems they've filled a hole they thought they had and there's not really another hole for Patrick Kane there because their forward group is ridiculous. It's it's really good. Yeah. So 
why am I talking about this trade and how it affects with Dallas? Well, with that trade from Tarasenko going to New York to the New York Rangers, that was the number one destination for Patrick Kane. It seemed like, you know, just again, just pure speculation. But now the rumors heating up about Patrick Kane going to Dallas have definitely started getting to the forefront. And it looks like Patrick Kane has had to go back through his list and reevaluate, you know, the teams that he could possibly go to. So how much do you think this is true? Do you think there's some smoke there? So there's fire there. It's he's something he's, he's considering, or is it just people just blowing smoke? I mean, I think there's something to it at least. I mean, Jim Nill is not an idiot, and you would be an idiot not to at least ask what the price is on Patrick Kane. So I'm sure at the very least the Stars have asked the question of how much he costs. Um, and that being said, I think, go ahead, James. I think the biggest problem with the whole trade in general is that they they retain 50% of Kane would have to happen, 50% of his cap hit, and then they would also have to take both Gurionov and Wedgwood to be for us to be able to fit them under the cap, even with them taking 50%. I don't know if that's true. Wedgwood or Hudobin? Sorry, Hudobin, not okay. Wedgwood. Okay. I was about to say, please don't take Wedgwood. He's been playing really good for us. <laughs> so, but I still don't know if that's true because I don't know how the cap hit works when they only play a partial season for your team. Well, maybe another explanation for all this could be that it's a three-team deal. And Patrick Kane goes from the Chicago Blackhawks to insert team here and then gets traded to the Dallas Stars. So it's really 50% of 50%. And it's really like, you know, two and a half or three million or something like that instead. Either way, I've seen trades where where it, it, it is a possibility without having them to take two pieces. I even saw one where it was like they can just take Kivy Ranta, and that would be enough. So th- it, there's there's a possibility for the Stars to be able to do it. The main problem I have with the idea of it is that it doesn't seem like Kane really wants to go anywhere. I mean, all the talks he's had with media, he's like, why do you guys keep asking me what teams I'm willing to be traded to? I have a no movement clause. If I don't want to go anywhere, I don't have to. And it just feels like the longer this takes, the more frustrated Kane is getting with the whole situation. He just feels like he wants to throw his hands up and say, you know what? I'm just going to stay because he signed his no movement clause. He earned that deal. And uh, he can do what he wants. He has power. Uh, and he, that was a that was a quote I saw today. It was like some some uh, reporter asked for his six team list uh, after New York is off the table now. And he's like. I don't need to give a six-team list. If I wanted to give a six-team list, I would have signed a six-team no-trade clause. But he didn't. He had a full <laughs> no-movement clause. So it, it it feels like he's only going to want to go to a select few places. I feel like he's only going to go to New York or Toronto, or he's going to stay. I think those are the only options. I think he's playing his cards right, and he is taking control of his own contract, which is the one he signed. I mean, he he's allowed to do that if he wants, so... I think it's very unlikely that it comes to Dallas, and I think that's just a Kane thing. I don't think that's a we-can't-afford-it thing. So uh, that that's really interesting, Chris, because, I mean, honestly, he's going to end up leaving either way, right? Yeah, I, I think that's, that's a given. Like, this year is his last season in Chicago. I, I think wherever he goes next, is it won't be with the Blackhawks. Yeah. I mean, he so it's either you leave now or you leave in, like, you know, three months or so, whenever the end of the season is. I, I, I guess it's in. I guess it's less than that. So two months, two months from now. But I, I, I kind of want to get into this a little bit deeper. And what I really want to talk about is it, it's a really good article. If you haven't looked at it, I highly suggest you go and read it. It's Saad Youssef, and he actually gets with the Blackhawks writer um, Scott Powers, and he also Mark Lazarus c- kind of contributes to this article, and. It's it's fantastic. It was just put out yesterday. It's on The Athletic. It's what we're hearing about Stars trade deadline interest in Patrick Kane. So I purposely didn't read it because I thought it would be interesting to kind of look at and see what they've kind of got going on here. So one of the questions they ask is, why would Dallas be interested in trading for Patrick Kane? So l- let me ask you and that question and put that question to you guys. 
And let's think a little bit more positively just to start off with with this whole idea about Patrick Kane coming to Dallas. Why would Dallas be interested in trading for, you know, arguably one of the best, you know, American-born players of all time? I mean, you answer your question. He's one of the best players ever. He scores a lot of goals. He's won three Stanley Cups. I mean, there's there's not a reason not to trade for him, honestly, other than he's uh, slowed down recently, but he's still a great player. Yeah, I mean, like, also, I mean, it's 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 part of where we're missing in the lineup. We're missing a another, I, I guess, second or third liner. I guess you could call it either one, but we we really are that that line with Sagan has been missing something all season long. And it's been somebody to to play with Sagan because at first it seemed like Marchment was kind of the answer, and then whoever they would put with Sagan and Marchment would work well together. But with the way Marchment has been playing, he has not been very good for us. And hopefully he starts to heat it up here in a little bit. But the nice thing about having Patrick Kane is obviously you mentioned it, Chris, is the the pedigree he brings to the stars. I mean, three Stanley Cups. I mean, you can't ask for more when it comes to that kind of experience with a player like that. And, the stars and, really do need somebody. Sorry, go ahead, James. Go ahead. And the playoff experience really is going to be a big thing. Cause I mean, you're talking about with, uh, I mean, our stars on the team are Rope Hentz and Jason Robertson. I mean, they don't, they don't have and hardly any and Hayskinen. Hayskinen has at least more playoff experience than the other two. I feel like, but well, Hayskinen has more success. <laughs> Rope was in that first playoffs, but Robertson only has one series. Yeah. And he didn't look good in it either, honestly. Oh. But I mean, I'm sorry, it, random thought. Isn't that crazy to think that Robertson was in the bubble and he never played a game? Yep. Isn't that crazy to think? Go on the cup it, if we put him so in. It, yeah. it is a little crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But at the yeah. same time, it's like, who who knows how he looked like then? Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. It, it changes Maybe, a lot between the end of that season and right. the beginning of the next. Maybe that confidence that he has now, he probably had nothing like it in the bubble. That's that's a good point. But the the things I really like about Patrick Kane is the way that he plays now, he's most definitely a playmaker. I would argue that Sagan is a sniper. Now, he hasn't lived up to the $13 million that he's being paid for this season, but he's been good. He's been good. And I feel that you know him being able to play with somebody like that might be able to get him going on the goal scoring department. I mean, if you got Patrick Kane passing to you, I mean, look at Alex DeBrinket, who was traded to the Senators. I mean, he was fantastic with Patrick Kane. And I think our, I would argue that Alex DeBrinket was as good as he was because he had Patrick Kane passing to him. Now, uh, could you look at Sagan and say that Sagan is the exact same kind of sniper that Debrinket is. No, I don't think you could say that. I think Debrinket's probably better at this point in both of their careers. But do you think it could possibly get Sagan going? Because that just seems like the logical thing. It would be to put Patrick Kane with Tyler I mean, Sagan. I, I really feel like that's, that's the answer that's, we're looking for. Is we need kind somebody of a silly to play question, with Sagan. In my opinion, absolutely yes. I mean, Patrick okay. Kane paired with anybody is going to make them better. And also, it's, I mean, we saw when Sagan played on the first line, once he's playing with more skilled players, honestly, it, it he he can make more space and he gets more space himself. And he, he, he apparently knows how to use it. He just doesn't get it as much with the line that he's on. Would you maybe take Mason Marchman off that line and throw Gary Onoff on it? No. Why do we keep giving no. Gary Onoff chances? Oh my goodness. I, 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 that, I'm, I'm just repeating what I'm seeing on Twitter. I'm, that's literally the questions I'm seeing. If on that's Twitter. on Twitter, then Twitter's stupid. <laughs> we have given Gary Onoff a million chances. He is done. I think that if you put both of those guys together, they're both a little slower. So I feel like, and I'm not saying Gary Sagan Onoff is the answer. Not slow, honestly. Sagan is not slow. He's, He's not, not as slow as slow. you're thinking as he is. Okay, maybe that's true, but I still feel like they need somebody, somebody quick on speed. He's still he's he's a lot slower than he used to be. I'll be honest. Slower, but he was one of the fastest skaters in the league (laughs) at one point. So now he's just fast. Um, what that will also do is if they get Patrick Kane, 
typically, like right now, who do you see on that second line with Marchment and Sagan? Foxa, right? Oh, if, if we don't get Patrick Kane. Yes, Foxa yes. is probably the one right now. Right, well, well and that like allows us Foxa. to push him down the lineup, and he goes from the second line to the fourth line, which he's a lot better on the fourth line than he is on the second line. Let's just be honest there. He's great as a fourth line player. So, and that's where he he would be better fit. So, why do you think that uh, Patrick Kane would be interested in coming to Dallas? Because we're winning. Yeah. If if we're the last cup option he has and he wants to try to win a cup this year, that that's why. Yeah. I'm just not convinced that he really cares, given the comments that he's made to the media thus far. I think he cares about Patrick Kane. Like, that's fair. At, the, at his point in his career, he can care as much as he wants about Patrick Kane. But I don't know if he cares as much about winning a cup anymore. So to be totally honest with you, this is kind of what Saad said in, in the article, and it makes a lot of sense. The path to the Stanley Cup is a lot easier in the West than it is in the East. Let's just be honest right there. And Dallas has a clear path to the Stanley Cup final, assuming they can beat all of these teams in the West, which they've shown that they can. They're the best team in the Western Conference right now. So that could be an, an argument. And then plus... He's got a buddy in Mr. Patrick Sharp, who was a Dallas star for a little while. So that could be some good experience and talking to him and seeing how he liked the Dallas Stars experience. And maybe that's why he would consider coming. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is just is just if he wants to win. This is where he's going to come. I just, with him liking New York too, it seems like he wants to build Patrick Kane more than help a team win the cup. So I, I, I get the point. I just don't know if it's 100% the case. So let's talk about what the Blackhawks would probably want in compensation for Patrick Kane. Not what the Stars are willing to give up. Let me be clear about this. What the Blackhawks want for Patrick Kane. And right now it seems like the Blackhawks hope, and this is straight from the article, the Blackhawks hope is a first-round pick and a quality prospect for Patrick Kane. So there's two problems wrong with that particular answer in, in that article. The stars don't have their first round pick this year. They traded it away when they got Nils Lundqvist, which I'm not arguing about. Lundqvist has been very good, but they would rather have a first round pick in this year's draft than next year's draft. This year's draft is supposed to be one of the best drafts in recent memory. So is that something that could hinder a trade for Kane coming to Dallas. Yes. Uh, but uh, but at <laughs> that point if if Kane says that he wants to come to Dallas, they're going to take whatever they want, whatever they can get, honestly. That's true too. Yeah. It, it really depends on what Kane wants. And this is why it's such a weird situation because the person holding all the cards is not the Blackhawks, it's Kane. <laughs> well, and and the Stars to a certain extent. I mean, not really. If, if Kane doesn't want to come to Dallas, we have no cards. Kane right. has but all like, our cards until he gives them to us. Yes. And that's he fair. Has to give but us cards. <laughs> but let's let's assume let's He's assume that he one. does have it. He does want to come to Dallas. The stars have way more power than the Blackhawks do in in giving them assumption. what they well <laughs> that's a massive I, but assumption. I mean the, the they could get away with highway robbery at this point if if they could lowball them and say, you know, uh Patrick Kane only wants to come to Dallas, here's a second round pick. But that's it. Or that's even worse, he he's a third to round. Come pick. to Dallas. Why would he? I I just don't understand why he would want to go from Chicago, a massive hockey city, and come all the way to Dallas, a, a small market team, unless he wants to win. And I'm not convinced he wants to win. So that's just a massive assumption. Of course, if he wants to come to Dallas, we can get a deal for him, and we'll probably get him if he wants to come to Dallas. I just don't think he does. I think that's silly. I think he wants to win. I mean, he's th he's 33, 34 at this point. He hasn't won a cup in a while. He hasn't even gotten to be in the playoffs in the last, you know, four or five years, however long the Blackhawks haven't been in the playoffs. I think he wants a chance to win. And now, is he is he willing to to wait for that opportunity later and just say, you know what, I'm just gonna stay in Chicago for now? Yeah, that's, that's quite possible. Yeah. Well, but if you have a chance to go to a team now and you know have a chance to win. And the Stars have a clear path to the Stanley Cup final, like it looks like at, at least that it looks like they don't have a clear path. It's always hard to get to the Stanley Cup final. But 
They have a much sure. clearer path than in the East. I mean, it makes a lot of sense to me. But like his obvious first choice was the New York Rangers, and like they're a fine but they're team. off the board now. They're, they're off, off the board, board now. now. But why would his first, number one choice be the Rangers if he wants to win? They're not the top in the East, and like you said, they have the toughest path to this to the Stanley Cup. So if he wants to win, the Rangers being his number one choice makes zero sense. He had a lot of connections to New York, and I mean, who wouldn't want to play in New York City? It's New York City. The other thing is he's got his old buddy, Artemi Panarin, who is up there. And not to mention, they've got a good team. They just kind of faltered out of the gate a little bit, and they're starting to gain traction, just like the Edmonton Oilers are. And both of those teams are starting to to kind of push. And the Rangers, you you can't sleep on them. They have a very good team. I know that they're They're down in the standings right now, but you can't overlook them. I'm not disagreeing that they're good, but if you want to win a cup, you're saying, I want to go to Carolina or Boston or Toronto, or Dallas, but that's not what he said. He wants to go to the Rangers. I mean, I'm just explaining why I think that he's not going all in, just trying to get, get a cup again, because it just doesn't, it, it, it's not, it's not making sense in my brain. The math's not mathing. The math's not mathing. I like that. <laughs> Quote of the night. So let's kind of consider what the stars would be willing to give up. And I'm, I'm going to say it right now. There is no way in HE double hockey stick that lo- they are getting Logan Stankov in, in return for Patrick Kane. That is not happening at all. Because one, Logan Stankov is already starting to show that he probably should have been in the NHL this season. Yeah, It was just that the stars been. were stacked up in their top six, apparently. And, uh, he, and you know, obviously there's some connections with Tom Gillardi and the Kamloops Blazers as well. And that's why he went back to win the Memorial Cup, which is a big trophy in in uh, major junior hockey in Canada. But did you still, see the trade that the Kamloops made earlier in the season? No, no I did they not. They traded like everything it. away to get two really good players. Nice. So they're like they're full all in on the Memorial Cup. That's it's hilarious. like one of the biggest trades ever in minor league hockey. <laughs> I have seen like like some of those trades. It's like one player. And then, like, the other team gets, like, six picks in return or, like, seven picks. I'm like, geez, it was one of those. nothing it like the NHL. <laughs> yeah, goodness. So, so if if the Stars were willing to take on Kane, and first off, I think it would have to be 50% retention, like, the most it can be in order for Kane to come here. But what do you think that the Stars would be willing to give up in order to get Patrick Kane here? Um, I think you're giving up a first round pick at least. Uh, and you don't, like you said, we don't have this year's, so they're going to be wanting a first round pick and a better prospect. So I think you're giving up, uh, you're looking at Maverick is really what you're looking at. You're looking at Maverick and a 2024 first round pick. Plus they take whatever we need to dump off uncapped space. So I think that's probably the maximum that you're looking to give up. And that's just for a rental too. And that's a lot. (laughs) I I just don't see, I just don't see why you would do that. First off, like Jim Nell treats his draft picks, especially first round draft picks like gold. Like when, when I found out he traded his first round pick for Nels Lundquist, I was shocked. Absolutely floored when I heard about that trade. So, for him to go out and get a young guy, that makes a lot of sense. Because you're thinking, okay, it's kind of like Amiro Haskin, and he's going to be around for a, a long time. That's the goal in mind. But uh, Patrick, like you said, Chris, he would just be a rental. Patrick Kane is not going to stay in Dallas following this season if he does get traded to Dallas. So I, I just don't see the cost lining up with what the Stars want to give up. And I mean... And also... When you're talking about rentals, most of the time people get those because they're like, okay, this is like our our year. Like next year, we're probably not going to make the playoffs and we're definitely not going to be as high as we are this season, okay? Like let's a Boston. Go, yeah, right? let's go get a player to try to push us even further into the playoffs. And that's just, that's not the trend that you're seeing with the Stars right now. We have multiple good prospects that are looking to break into the league in the next two or three years. 
next year with with Stankoven. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it our our roster is going to be filled out, and it's still going to be a really good team for the next couple of years. And I that that's what's really exciting. That I mean, that's why we were so excited at the beginning of the season too. We're looking at all the prospects that could have made it onto the onto the roster this season and just barely didn't. And we have the boar on here who we know he's going to give chances to those players too. So. Yeah. And I like that point, James. And I think that's kind of the way that you're, that you build long-term success. And that's the way Jim Neal had long-term success in Detroit. I mean, Detroit never made the big flashy move at the trade deadline, but every single year you looked at the board and they're in the top three of their division, not just in the playoffs, top three in the division every single year. So if you can consistently get into the playoffs, you're going to win cups too. I mean, they did it. During that crazy long span that they were making the playoffs, they won a couple. So it's always good to be in it, especially in hockey when there's a lot more, uh, a lot more randomness in who wins the cup after, uh, after the teams get in. Mm -hmm. Hey guys, this is Ryan here. This time of year, everyone's talking about making big changes in their life, which is all well and good and everything. But Most of the time, it's pretty unrealistic. Each year, one of my New Year's resolutions is to eat healthier. And it seems like every single year, I always give up on it pretty quickly through the beginning of the year. It's mostly around January. I've actually found that the smallest changes to your routine can actually make the biggest impact. In the same way, you don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase. Even the smallest things can be a part of a big change if it's something you use every day, like my Raycons. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. My Raycons are great each morning that I go out to run my mile run. So whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that will last all night at your next party, Raycons got you covered. And yes, Raycons start at half the price of other premium audio brands. So you don't even have to choose between products. You can get one of each or a pair in a spare and still pay less than you would with some of the other guys. Even if you know you'll love your Raycons as much as I do, Raycon wants to make sure you feel great about your purchase. They offer buy now, pay later options, and every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. There's lots of great features with these Raycon products, but one of my favorite ones is the custom gel tips that comes with it because my ears are incredibly small so it's just great that i can find something that fits my ear well and then the other thing i really like is the noise isolation sometimes it's just nice to block out the rest of the world and just listen to your music or to whatever podcast you're listening to so are you ready to buy something small with a big impact go to buyraycon.com thpn today to get 15 percent off your raycon order that's buyraycon.com thpn to score 15 percent off buyraycon.com slash THPN. Hey guys, it's Ryan here. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can be get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day go to the DraftKings sportsbook app today opt in and place a same game parlay on any nba game and if it doesn't hit you'll get a free bet back i really want to see the mavs do really well so with the recent acquisition of kyrie irving to the mavs i'm just going to be taking the over every single time on DraftKings sportsbook on his point totals because i don't know i'm just hoping that me betting on that is gonna help him inconspicuously get more points. I don't know. I'm just going to be looking at that. Download the app now and sign up with the code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with the code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. So let me let me put up a trade proposal from the stars and see if y'all would think it's fair compensation. Second round pick and Thomas Harley. You give him Thomas Harley, you give him a second round pick. 
I don't even know if I would do that because I'm a lot higher on Harley than especially Chris is. Chris is not yeah, as high I was about on Harley. To say, I would probably take <laughs> but, it. <laughs> but but see, like I don't know if I I don't even know if I would do that. But then again, I, I've started growing on to Harley a little bit more. I've actually been following his AHL stuff pretty closely, and he's he's really bought into to what's going on in Cedar Park and what the team is trying to get him to do. And the team has really doubled down on him. So it's not just so oh, Harley scrap and try and make the, the league. You know, the, the franchise is looking at Harley and being like, all right, this is what you have to do to get the league. What do we have to do so you can do this? So I'm starting to be a little bit higher on Harley. I think the the chance that he makes the team next year is extremely high, especially with uh, with defensive contracts running out. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I just with the with the fact that Kane obviously what we weren't Kane's first choice plus what we would have to give up for him I'm just I'm not totally convinced that's worth it but it's still smart to keep talking and see what's on the table cuz like you said Ryan if for some reason Kane does want to come to Dallas I mean we could we could get a steal and we it might be maybe it's just a first round pick and a second round pick at that point you're not giving up any of the prospects that you already have you're getting a great chance at a cup this year then you might do it because your prospect pool is still pretty, pretty stacked for the moment. I mean, we've graduated two high tier prospects and we still have like a middle of the road prospect pool. And that's insane. So after all's said and done, one of the packages that Saad Youssef puts in the article, he thinks the most likely thing to happen is this. He thinks obviously Gary Onoff is going to have to be included just to make the money work. And then he's saying that if Chicago is looking at some sort of, you know, high level prospect, obviously Johnson's out of the equation. I, he, he actually anymore. includes Harley out of the equation too. And, and stay governed as well. Yep. So he's saying it's Gary Onoff and then the stars most recent first round pick Liam Bischel. Mm. So, even then, I, I mean, Bish, I'm probably saying his last name wrong. Uh, but B- Bishel has Bishel. I'm just gonna say Bishel because I think that's right. But Bishel has got so much intrigue for me as as a Dallas Stars fan. Like when he was first picked, I I, I go to Josh and Sam for everything and asking them about you know what they think about prospects in general, and they were not happy with him at first. They were just thinking, oh, this is just a big guy who you know is just is a really big defenseman. That's basically what they said. And they're like, there's all these other guys I should have gone after, and they didn't. But after hearing about how he played at the World Juniors and hearing some other stories and watching some highlight clips that I've seen on YouTube and hockey TV and and stuff like that, I'm really, really intrigued because the guy can skate. He's 6'5", and he can skate. He I know, And I know this is crazy, but he reminds me a lot of Jamie Alexiak. And ever since Alexiak has left, the Stars have been looking for that fourth defenseman. And I still feel like that they don't really have that. I think they have a lot of good depth pieces that can kind of fill in at random times. But I, I still feel like they haven't fully solidified their top four. And ever since Alexiak's been gone, they've needed somebody like that. So it, that's kind of why, I, even with that, I would still be like, eh, I don't know. If it's Bischel in the first, you have to take that. If that's really what Chicago offers, I feel like you have to take that 100% of the time. I mean, unless the only way you, you don't take you'd that is have to is include if, Garyanov in it too to make the money work. Well, yeah, so it'd be I don't care about Garyanov. That'd be great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, throw him off like trash. Uh, un- unless you are like 80% sure that Bischel will make the NHL next season, I feel like you have to make that trade. Because, I mean, there's no telling that Bishop might just peter out and you get nothing for him. Like, it's still way up in the air of what he's going to turn into. So, and, and and you can get a for sure thing. You know what you're getting Patrick Kane. You're getting a little bit of a washed-up superstar <laughs> who has lots of cup experience and can help your team win the playoffs now. And so honestly, your argument your argument is basically this might be the highest value that Liam Bischel has right now, yes. like yeah. ever. Because that's the point. That, that's, but, but but that's the risk with any trade, right? So you're you're betting on Bischel not. You're hoping Bischel doesn't turn out as good as some people are saying, and you get that you know you know assurance that Patrick Kane is coming to your team. 
Exactly. So I, I could see that. But then and, you also, I, I'll give, sorry, I'll give the antithesis of what I'm saying as well. Uh, whenever Carlson was on the market, the stars were in big talks with him and they demanded Miro Heiskanen for Eric Carlson. And I was like, oh, we might have to do it. But that's before we knew what Miro Heiskanen was. And I didn't pay any attention to prospects at that point. So I was like, why would you oh, not give up Miro Heiskanen for a for sure thing? Well, look. Look now, uh, if you make he's that literally trade, our whole team. <laughs> so yeah, so the, the, you, I could be dead wrong about that too. We just don't know exactly what Bishop will turn into. So that's why I say, if, if we're not for sure that he'll be in the NHL soon, that I think you well, give it up. But and I, that's a big toss up. That that is one thing. I don't think he'll be in the NHL next season, almost definitely, because I don't think been, so either. Yeah, he's been playing in Europe this entire time. I think we're gonna try to get him over in the AHL and see what he does there. We're gonna try to get him over playing in North America and see what happens from there. Because there have been some players who have transitioned from Europe, which is a bigger ice. For those of you that don't know, they they play on Olympic size ice in North America. They play on a smaller sheet of ice, and. Like, uh, for example, Kiviranta, when he came over and he started playing in North American ice, he he played excellent. I mean, was really good. And that's kind of why he got noticed. And then there's some other guys that come over and, you know, they were superstars and, you know, had a lot of talent and just never really panned out. Um, a really good example of that is uh, Neil Yakupov. Um, Edmonton Oilers' number one overall draft pick. And he played like two seasons in Edmonton and never really panned out. So, and then uh, on the flip side, I mean, look at Minnesota, arguably one of the flashiest players in the NHL right now, Kirill Kaprizov. Yeah. Played in Russia, you know, didn't come over until like two and a half, three years ago. Yeah. And he, he was a lot, a lot older, though, him. to be fair. Hmm? He's a lot older, though, when he came over here, to be fair. Still, but it's still a transition. I mean, for anybody. And, and yes, he probably has that too, and that he was older, but still, it's still a transition. And Ardell has some inf inside information for us from the season ticket holder luncheon. Nil said that Bishel is about three to four years away, probably because you're transitioning over from European hockey to American or North American hockey, which is very different. Um, there's, there's, and also if that's just... the He's got he's got a lot of development still, honestly. Yeah, like, he he has a lot of promise, but there's still a lot to go there. And for a slow build like that, the amount of assets you're putting into turning that player into a good player as well, I mean, come on. If it's that and one pick for Patrick Kane, the three-time Stanley Cup champion. So we also we haven't even we've gotten 41 minutes into the podcast episode, and we haven't even mentioned this, but. There were some reasons why New York did not trade for Patrick Kane. And the thing they were most worried about was his health. Apparently, he has been sitting out some time, and he's apparently got some hip issues. But there, It's not been confirmed. Obviously, Chicago is not going to confirm it or deny it or whatever, because then there goes all his trade value, and he's really not going to get traded. But that's just the rumor and just the talk around town and the, that we've seen that he's got some health issues. And that's why they went after a, a younger guy in Vladimir Tarasenko and he was cheaper. Is he, is he as good as Patrick Kane? Probably not even at this point, but still he's doesn't have all those injury issues like right now. So yeah, this is just a very convoluted trade situation. That's, Which is why it's I fun mean, to talk about. There is so much stuff just <laughs> in this one player to talk about. It is crazy. Yeah. Well, long story short, would you love to see, and just wrap it all up in a nice little bow, would you like to see Patrick Kane be on the Dallas Stars? Yes. I would too. I, I think it would be so much fun to watch him and play And it would just be fun to get the news. I mean, just get the news. The Dallas Stars acquired Patrick Kane. Oh, my goodness. That next game is just so exciting. I mean, just just for the chaos of it, let's do it. Just for the entertainment value. Now, the, uh, Ardell's, uh, he's just like, no. <laughs> no explanation, and that's it. Just, I, no. I just, I just don't know that he's going to be any better than some other player that that we could get. I mean, there, there's there's so many other players that cost so much less that I feel like would have the same impact. 
But James, his name is Patrick Kane. That's 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 what you're paying for. <laughs> name brand. You gotta pay for the name brand. Right. Dude, so, imagine a Patrick Kane Dallas Stars jersey. That, 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 that's <laughs> weird. It's Stars weird. Jersey, so. It's, it's weird so weird. It's, it's not so right. Weird. <laughs> And, and, you know, as we're talking about Patrick Kane this whole episode, we're, we're trying to save some of the other stuff for later, for later weeks, because we still got to have some stuff to talk about next week and afterwards. But, I, I mean, there's, you know, Tyler Bertuzzi apparently has been in some rumors that the Stars might be interested in him. O'Reilly is everywhere. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly is looking like he's going to be traded, the captain of the St. Louis Blues. He's got some cup experience as well. Now, obviously not as much as Kane, but yeah. <laughs> We have three captains on our team. Three captains, let's go. That would be crazy. (laughs) I would argue four, technically. Miro Haskinen's already a captain, in my opinion. Yeah, he's a captain. That's a stretch. No, that's not. The other three are actually captains. They They actually were. They have had C's, yeah. (laughs) We're using technical definitions here. But I'll I'll throw, I'll I'll say two more things and I'll let y'all talk about it and then we'll do our Who Cares segment. The one name that I've actually been really interested in is from the St. Louis Blues, but it's not Ryan O'Reilly. I'm actually really interested in Ivan Barbashev. Now, I know you may not know a lot about him. Stars fans may not know a lot about him. But he had a really good season last year, scored over 20 goals. He's a little bit down this year, but so is every other St. Louis Blue in their organization right now. And he would be much less expensive than Ryan O'Reilly or Patrick Kane or even Tyler Bertuzzi for that matter. And I really like how he plays. He plays very similar to like a Jamie Ben, maybe not to the same extent or the, the same level, but he's got that nastiness that dare I say it grittiness. I know we hate talking about that word sometimes, but that grittiness that you really need to make a deep run in the playoffs. And I think like right now, even though the blues are not going to be in the playoffs, Though that team is just absolutely loaded with guys that could be really good on a bunch of teams making a playoff push. So here's here's your problem with him though. He's played fifty playoff games and has nine points. How many? Nine. Nine. In how many games? Fifty. That's quite a bit. So it's a lot of games for not a ton of points. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Just a thought. But and he only had one good year. Before that 26-goal year, he had five the previous year. He did play a very shortened season. But the St. Louis Blues last season. That was an were, anomaly. And that was a crazy statistical anomaly. It didn't no, make no, no, any 10 sense. guys. They had 10 guys with over 20 goals. That it is made stupid. No sense. It made no sense. And it, and it makes sense that why they were so bad this, this season. Because nobody, like, yeah, they yeah, all not all years. of them are going to score twenty goals again. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I'll leave uh, with this last little thing. We're talking about all of these players: Tyler Bertuzzi, Ryan O'Reilly. If we know Jim Nell, he keeps his cards close to his chest, and it's going to be somebody we're not even talking about right now, or even True. thinking about. Or he it's doesn't always do been that way. Be- because the stars are not in a bad spot right now, and they're not in a bad spot for the future either. So. I doing like where nothing, the team's at. Doing nothing, I don't think, is a terrible thing. The only reason it feels more like we should do something is just because of the slump that the stars are in right now. So, and that's all I would say to that. All right, let's get into our Who Cares segment. Chris. All right, so we have a fantastic Who Cares segment today. I was uh, preparing for my two career fairs that I'm going to tomorrow. So I was in ye old Office Depot, a uh, really interesting place. Uh there was like two rows of shelves and the whole middle of the store was just empty. It was really, really weird. Um, but it got me thinking about our favorite uh, office supplies or office items, as James put it. So we are going to do the top three office items. So we'll start with James. What's your number third office item? I'm going to go with scissors. What, what kind of scissors? Anything just, just... specific? Well, not, safety? not the safety servers. That's that's for sure. <laughs> not those little things. Those things can barely fit in my hands now. My hands are tiny. But it's just you know, you normal normal size scissors. I mean, you know what I'm talking about, like the normal, normal they have old the black scissors. handle, ye old know. scissors. Yeah, ye old scissors. 
they cut the paper really well. Uh, you can use them as a weapon if someone tries to attack you. That's true. Fend off invaders, you know. Multi-purpose. personal space. Yeah. <laughs> All around a great item. Great. Good, good, good item, James. All right, Ryan, number, number third. Uh, my number third is a pin, and it's a very specific pin. It's a Uniball pin. Any of the Uniball yeah. pins. I love the brand of those pins. It is so smooth to write with those things, and I'm very picky about my pins. I hate going to, like, the freaking dollar store and getting, like, that giant pack of, like, you know, 50 for, like, $2, which, of course, Chris is like, dude, I love those things because they're so cheap. No, I don't, actually. Really? I'm, I'm a picky okay. pen person now. I got right. one type of pin in my cup over here. Dang. Well, that's my that's my number one three. Type. <laughs> one type. Okay. Multiple one colors, type. too. All right. Oh. My number third, I can't believe you haven't said this yet, but it's the Jumbo Black Sharpie. And it's the one with the little, it's the one in the metal. You can't get the plastic one. The plastic ones suck. You need the one with the little metal holder. And it's just great because it smells really good, first of all. I knew you were going straight for that. (laughs) I love sniffing Sharpies. Um, and That explains so much. They last forever. That's why it's so hyper. And they write so dark. (laughs) They write so dark. It's so great. Um, Yeah. I mean, if you have one of these Sharpies, it'll last forever. Literally your entire life. This This is like a family heirloom is one of these Sharpies. You know, I'll add on to this, Chris, with your pick. You got to get the chisel tip. I love the chisel oh, tip. Yes, I don't know what it is about the chisel tip. I I, I love how tip. easy it writes. The bullet tip is terrible. You got to use the chisel. Yeah, agreed. All right, James, number second. My number second is going to be a ruler. Uh, what type? Straight, just plastic, you know, wood, a plastic foot long ruler. Plastic one. Plastic ones so that you can like slap people with it, you know. Ah, yes. Oh, weapons. Smart. Weapons are always great, you know. Well, you can't James, do that with the wooden James's ones. List is just all weapons. But yeah, you can't get the same like you can't yeah, like you don't get the back, flex. But, the same reason why yeah. we're using carbon fiber okay, sticks but if, instead of wood it, sticks. Yeah. <laughs> if all of your office supplies are weapons, James, the the wooden ones have the middle tip on the side. The plastic That's ones not the don't. Same. You can like yeah, slice you, someone's you neck. Flex, no, you, know? you hold it. I already got the scissors. scissors. I don't need. Yeah. I don't need <laughs> another <laughs> slicing tool. I got the scissors. Exactly. He's trying <laughs> to get. He's trying to get a well-rounded uh, armory here. So. I got so. so I mean, I'm really curious to see good. what his number one is. The ruler's also good for. The ruler's also good for making straight lines. You know, I, I like making straight lines because I can make more precise origami things. That's kind of my thing. I like origami. James does like origami. Mm-hmm. All right, Ryan, number second. Okay, I have a personal connection to this office supply because as a band director, personal connection. To I absolutely despise picking up pieces of paper on the ground after I've given the sheets of music to kids. And for those of you that some of my kids listen to my podcast just for fun. Yes. I get annoyed when you leave pieces of paper on the ground. So my number two is ye old hole puncher. Put it in the freaking binder, open the rings, put the piece of paper in there and put it together. As long as you don't like, throw the binder around and like smush it and stuff like that. That piece of paper will stay in there. Thank you to that. Thanks to that hole puncher. So my number two, ye old hole, hole puncher, the hole three, puncher. the three, the three hold hole puncher, not the single yes, one. The I, I should be yes. more specific. Yes, you should be more specific. It's very, very good. Very important. I, I like the hole puncher. All right. My number second is going to be probably the one that is the most fun to play with. Uh, it's the label maker. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. So you can make labels on anything. I can label myself like robot. You can label like a chair, a table. That is fun. I mean, just <laughs> incorrectly labeling random things. That is great. <laughs> um, and you can really confuse people with it too. So that's fun. You can make little pieces of paper, say anything you want, and then stick them in places. Always great. And it looks official. Label maker. It does look official. It does. All right, James. Number number. All right. Number first office supply of all the times. All right. So so what do you need after you incapacitate a an invader to your office space? You need <laughs> yourself bag. some duct tape. No, you need yourself uh, some duct tape to tie uh, them yes. up. Tie them up and keep this them there. You know? 
that yeah, counts. That's an office of supply. That is definitely an office supply. I mean, and if you just want normal like tape. I mean, if you use enough of that, you, it'll do the job too. You just gotta use a lot more. You just scotch tape. Yeah, you, you gotta use a lot more, but I mean, it'll it'll still do the job, you know. And also, you you can talk stop them from talking too. You don't want to hear them. You don't want to hear them cursing, swearing at you. You know, you're done with that. You're done with that. You don't want to hear them anymore. Just scotch tape them. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just you know you call the police and wait. Oh Ryan man, that's first. Oh goodness! I, I think James won. <laughs> oh, shit. oh no! Uh, was Ryan I, back? I, oh, Ryan's here. Ryan, what's your number first? Uh, dang it! Stupid way. It was working so well. Um, I don't know if mine counts, but I'm gonna say it anyways because it makes my life as a teacher a million times easier. Copy machine. One hundred percent counts. It's a makes big office. My supply, life, but... right? And, and that's why I was like, it's. Not exactly, but it's against I mean, the spirit. But they do sell those at the Office Depot, so right. Okay, I'll, I'll that, that's it. what I was thinking. I was just like, <laughs> and so I, I mean, I can't imagine having to just like do like have a regular printer and just print off just one thing at a time and watch it go super slowly. I can make like two hundred copies of a piece of music in like less than five minutes, and that it, considering how much music we hand out as band directors. It just makes my life a million times easier, just like it does the whole puncher. And the whole puncher does no good if you don't have music. And you, if you don't have a copy machine, you don't have music. So that's why it's my number one. I know it's a lame number one, but it, it's way easy and it makes my life easier. So, all right. Back Chris, tell us, tell us your epic number one. I know you've got one saved up for the actual correct number one. It's not that epic. It's just, it's just the correct answer. Is, is the I don't know. Duct tape's one. pretty good. So it it's not office supply. I like Scotch tape better anyway. It's a it's a funny it's a funny Office Depot. I don't think so. I yes, don't think you, you can. can. You'll have to show me. <laughs> the number one is this pen right here. It's the Pilot G2. I have the incorrect one actually. I have the Pilot G2.5, but they have one that is thinner than this one. It is the Pilot G2.38 millimeter. It is fantastic. So you talked about the stupid uniball. The uniball. I love the uniballs. No. Okay. Yes, it's smooth, but you also get no feedback. There is no feedback from the pin telling you exactly where you're at. You're not giving a nice little crunchy crunch. You need some feedback on your pin so that it writes correctly. Otherwise, it just feels like you're writing on an iPad. That's terrible. What a terrible experience. You know what's so wrong about experience? writing on an iPad? Pilot G2 with perfectly thin lines. Nice little feedback. Still nice and smooth. Always the perfect amount of ink comes out of these G2s. It is so even and consistent every single time. And look at them. Look at them. These are just sexy. And also, it's really fun to take apart. You just take I, them all I, the way I, apart. I will admit, it is it is fun out. to mess with. Try, try doing that with a Uniball. Can't. Well, you're probably good with the Uniball. It depends what Uniball you buy. But whatever. Pilot G2, that's a dub. And I got all the colors right here. All of them. Okay, hold on. We got... You, you, like all different color. Oh, good yeah. lord, that's a lot of G2s orange, blue, green, lavender. Red. You can't see the lavender, yeah, it's kind of hard to tell. It's lavender, we got lavender, so yeah, pilot G2, best ever. They even got hold on, what's this one? Hey, Chris, what's what's up? I gotta interrupt. Go you. ahead, James. Go, Go ahead. ahead, look at the screen, it's on Office Depot's website. Ah. <laughs> duct tape <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> all right fine james gets duct tape yes i still win yes. the pilot g2.38 do you like the uh the point sevens i don't mind the point sevens they're not as nice point as sevens the are good it, it gets better the lower number you get point seven is good point five is better point three eight is like the best five. but you can almost never find the point three eights the, so James, uh, what one do you millimeters like? are terrible. I use the one millimeters. I, are great. I like the point yeah. sevens. I use the point sevens. I, I think point nine sevens. is too thick, and I think point five is too thin. Too much bleed. I will break my pencil, or or I, I just don't like the width of it. I don't know. I I use mostly mechanical pencils, so I think that's where I where it comes from. Because I'll just like break my pencil lead on everything if it's point five. <laughs> It'll last me like a day, maybe. That's right. why you don't use pencils. You toddler. Yeah. 
Don't make mistakes. Grow I make mi- <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I, I think that's going to do it. Y'all got anything else? No. Fend off invaders from your office space. Yep. If you ever need a weapon, just ask James. <laughs> James knows exactly what the best weapon is. Well, I mean, the staple, I didn't, stapler didn't make my list, but that's a long range weapon right there. See, it, that would have been. <laughs> it is. You can launch staples at them. Okay, but like the kind of staples that would actually be effective in that kind of setting. You just would hold be... both the stapler and the scissors, you know? You're backing them off with the stapler. If they get close, dual you just wheel. stab them. <laughs> dual yeah, you're dual wielding. Do we have the akimbo perk unlocked? I guess, right? I guess you have to have it unlocked. staplers if you want. <laughs> That's not going to be very effective. That's too far. They probably send you to prison for that. Yeah, exactly. Well, okay, guys. uh, That's going to do it for us here tonight. I am exhausted. I got no sleep last night, so let's go get some sleep. Please go and check out StarCapstickerMarks.com. If you liked anything that you heard tonight, please consider leaving us a five-star review anywhere you listen to your podcast. Subscribe to us on YouTube and on Twitch. And also follow us on every single social media platform that you can ever find. TikTok, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We we're, we're there. We're not on LinkedIn. Oh, actually, why not? There. I think we actually are. I just haven't I haven't uh like you know blasted it out to the to the world that we have a LinkedIn. But we're I think it's almost ready. I've I've been working on it for like seven months. <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, uh, along with Chris and along with James, my name is Ryan. You've been listening to Starcastic Remarks. Thank you guys for listening. We will catch you guys on the flip side. We'll be back with you guys on Friday, Saturday with two with a back-to-back for the Dallas Stars on the road. Maybe they'll actually win some games in, like, regulation time. And we hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you guys are listening. We will see you guys later.